Lord, we thank you so much right now for this word. I feel this is really important, and I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would be released and just captivate and lock us into what you're saying. Father, I pray that you would help us have good, fertile soil right now for the word of the Lord. And Lord, that you would anoint our eyes and ears to see and hear, to give us your heart and mind, and let the word of God go out as living seeds of truth as you speak through me what you want spoken. And it'll go out and rest into good, fertile soil, watered by the Holy Spirit, take root, grow, and produce a hundredfold harvest of eternal fruit that remains. Lord, that you would write it in us, let it be burned into us, and become a part of who we are. The word of the Lord. And it's not something that's just heard and then it's gone. But Lord, I pray for retention. This will be something that stays with us. And Lord, that you would bless us right now. And let everything be accomplished through the preaching of the word that you will be done. We bless it to be so. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to look at the top picture real quick. These are not, listen, this is not the best pictures in the world, but I did my best to find stuff. Google only has so much. You think they have a lot, but sometimes they don't. And so I had to work with what I got. But I wanted you just to get an idea. I wanted a visual of different types of spiritual coverings. Now, just real quick, I want to talk to you about this. When God made Adam and Eve, they were naked, but they were clothed with the glory of God, remember? And God is in the coverings. Coverings are a big deal to the Lord. When Adam and Eve sinned, they tried to get fig leaves because that glory had lifted, and they tried to cover their nakedness, but God would not let them use fig leaves. You remember back when Cain wanted it to to offer up, what was it, vegetables and fruits. And the Lord required blood. He required a blood offering. And so God, it says in Genesis 3.21, the Lord sacrificed an animal on their behalf. And he made garments of skin, animal skin, and he put it on Adam and on Eve. And that's how they were covered. And let me just say this. There's something about a covering from the Lord. And you know, there's a spiritual covering that has to do with a pastor over a church. Somebody that's apostolic over a network. There's a covering of a husband over a family and even a bloodline. Like a patriarch over a family bloodline. There's a spiritual covering. It's hard to really fully understand this and i don't believe that this is an exhaustive thing at all this is just a a little cursory look at this subject so you may go back and think of and get a a real profound revelation so just take this as an elementary teaching right now about coverings okay but i believe that in these last days we are going to need a covering from the lord Are you hearing me? I believe with all my heart there are certain things that we're desperately going to have to understand in the days that we live. And one of the things we're going to have to understand is regarding end time prophecy. We need to understand what's going on. We need to be in revival. We need the fellowship of the Holy Spirit in our lives, and we're going to have to know how to live by faith. And I've really, this year, you know, last year, let me say this, last year was a year of an increase of anointing. The prophetic word of the Lord for that year was Zechariah, I believe it was chapter 4, where it talked about the lampstand and, and the two trees pouring into that lampstand and the two sons of oil. 
and it, it was a, it was a year of increase. And if you remember, I spoke about the seven spirits of God last year, and it was revealed through the lampstand. And you know what? All that seems to have been fulfilled. We've seen a significant increase of anointing. I feel that the lampstand is fully lit. That the seven spirits of God, which is just the sevenfold revelation of the Holy Spirit, that that seems to be fully lit to me. It feels that way. And I believe that there's been a significant anointing. But what I'm talking about is now we're going from the anointing and the seven spirits of God, that type of revelation, what God was doing. And God took us from that into an area of faith. And we're definitely going to have to learn to really live by faith like never before. And I'm going to tell you in these last days, it's, as Christians, it's going to increasingly become something that you have to do. Because it's going to eventually get to the place to where Christians are not going to be able to have access to the same privileges in society that other people do. And so there's going to require a life of faith. I don't know how soon that will be. But with that said, God is now shifting something. And he spoke to me last week, the next seven years for my life would be significant. But I believe God is shifting something from being an anointing. Now he's dealing more with mantles. And when I talk about a mantle, a mantle is something that gives you authority. I've always, every time I've seen a mantle, I've almost always seen it like a cape. You know, like a king's robe, something that'd go on the back. You know, for some of you that don't know what I'm talking about, maybe Superman, okay, his cape, so just use that, all right? And so just some kind of, yeah, or Batman, some type of a cape, okay? That's why I've always seen it. Except when I saw one time, I saw Larry Lee worshiping the Lord, and this was about two years ago, and he was standing there like this, worshiping, and I looked at him, and I saw a prayer shawl over him, and the point was here, and it, it went down to this hand, and then down to this hand. And I literally saw a prayer shawl over him in the spirit as he was worshiping. I thought that was a powerful vision. And that was obviously some kind of a covering, a mantling over his life. And so let me say this about mantles. You're going to need one, and I believe that there's not some factory in heaven that is that is pumping out a one-size-fits-all, they all look the same mantle that the angels gather up like prayer cloths and run down here throwing on people. What I believe is that God will tailor-make specific things for people based on their destiny, calling, and gifting. And a mantle is not just something that's for preachers. I believe it's for everybody. It's a covering. And so we've gone from the anointing in this ministry, and God is now shifting things to a covering. Now, I gave you this picture. If you look at the top, I wanted you to see like a white glowing, like a glory covering, a mantling there. And you'll see the hood, and it goes down like sleeves, and then it goes down the body like a robe, and it's a covering. It's a white type of a mantle. And that's what God does. Now, Satan is not a creator. He's a perverter. 
You could just call him a pervert. Just make it simple. And he's and he's a loser. I mean, let's just be honest about it. He lost at the cross. So, so he takes what God does and he just perverts it. Do you see what I'm saying? He doesn't create anything. And so what he does, he has his versions of mantles. And that was depicted in the other picture I put there. So there's these spiritual coverings. Now, these spiritual coverings serve a purpose of protection. And it serves a purpose of authority and power. Did everybody get that? There's a protection and there's an authority and a power that goes with these coverings from the Lord. So I'm going to give you a few quick things about coverings. We are now the temple of the Holy Spirit, or you could say we are the tabernacle of the Holy Spirit. And on the day of Pentecost, you remember in Acts 1.8, Jesus told them, wait in Jerusalem until you're clothed with power. Luke 24, I believe it's 46 or 49, it says to tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. That's a clothing. And so as they were there worshiping on the day of Pentecost and praying and seeking God, there was a clothing of power that came on them. And it has something to do with the mantling. Now looking at the tabernacle, you can see that there were four different um, layers. All of this is going to come together here in a moment. Because we are the tabernacle of the Holy Spirit. And so this is appropriate for us. And so there's a linen covering. Then there was the goat's hair. And the goat always speaks of sin. So that represents your sinful nature. That's there. Okay. But then there was the ram skins dyed red. That's the blood. And then there was the badger skins. And you know what the badger skins were? If you went inside the tabernacle... It was amazing. Everything was gold. There was that incense burning. You had that beautiful lamp stand. And the covering that was on the inside had cherubim woven in it. It was beautiful. It was heavenly. It was amazing. But if you looked at the tabernacle from the outside and had these really bland, kind of ugly badger skins over the top of it, and there was nothing really attractive about it on the outside. And that's kind of how it is in Christianity. People look at Christianity and think, well, it's just a bunch of rules. What's their problem? But once you come into Christ, you understand the beauty of the things of God. Okay? So you've got the linen, the goat's hair, you've got the blood, and the badger skins represent being clothed in humility. First Peter, I believe it was 5.5. 5. I didn't put it in the notes, okay? But you can look it up. 1 Peter 5 5, it says to clothe yourself in humility. There's a clothing of humility. Now go to the, the priestly garments. It's very similar. On the tabernacle, you see the linen, you see the blood of Jesus, you see the badger skins, you see the humility. On the priestly garments, you see three layers. You, you can see the picture, it's on the back. I want you to look at the picture so you can just kind of follow along. But the, the, the layer of white represents righteousness and purity being made washed in the blood of the Lamb. There's, there's a turban on your head which has to do with righteous thinking. There's a robe of righteousness that you're clothed in. And underneath, you don't see them, but they're like pajama bottoms. It's basically undergarments that covered their nudity. And it has to do with sexual purity. And then you see the blue tunic the blue layer blue speaks of coming out down from heaven 
and it was the clothing of power. And on that garment, there was bells and pomegranates at the bottom, which represent the gifts and the fruit of the Spirit. So you had the white, you had the blue, and then you had the gold. The gold ephod speaks of the glory. So just follow me. I'm going somewhere with this. And then you see the armor of God, which you're familiar with. There's, there's actually seven pieces. A lot of people don't know this. But there's the helmet and the breastplate of righteousness. There's the belt, the shoes. There's the shield and there's the sword. But it also says to pray in the Spirit on all occasions, and it puts it in with the armor. And I believe praying in the Spirit is part of the armor because it's put in there. So that gives you seven pieces if you count praying in the Spirit. And then Romans talks about the armor of light, which is the glory. So here's the crazy thing. When you look at all these garments and there's more, have you guys ever seen those little kids that go to elementary, you know, and their moms, it snows, and so their moms flip out, you know, overprotective soccer mom. And she's got her kid decked out in this real thick jacket. I mean, he's got about maybe about four pairs of pants on. You know, he's got about three pairs of socks. He's got, he's got a big ski mask and then a hood. And so he can't even walk normal. He's walking like this, you know, out there at the Goodyear your blimp and he can't even have fun because his arms are like this you know if you look at all of this you're thinking that's what your garment's going to look like but that's not how it is it's like the holy spirit the anointing of the holy spirit when the anointing comes on you and the holy spirit comes upon you as the seven spirits of god it's it's like there's one anointing there's one holy spirit with a sevenfold manifestation and I really believe there's like a garment over somebody, but interwoven into that garment are all these different things. I'm not really including the armor, but all of all the other. Does that make sense? Because you don't you're not going to walk around with this big thick thing, you know, that's not the way it works. But look at these other um coverings that you can see in the scriptures in Isaiah fifty nine, seventeen. It's talking about Jesus put on the right, righteousness as a breastplate and a helmet of salvation on his head. And look at this, garments of vengeance and wrapped himself in, in zeal as with a mantle. Then you see Isaiah 61. It talks about putting on a garment of praise. So there's a garment of praise. And then it says in Psalm 512 that the Lord puts his shield of favor around you like a shield. And then Revelation 19.13 says Jesus was dressed in a robe dipped in blood. And it's the covering of the blood. So what I did was I categorized these. I believe that in these last days we're going to have to have a covering. And what this covering is is something that will go over your head. Like some kind of a hood, it'll go over your head, it'll help protect your mind, and it's going to go over your body down to your feet. I believe that you have on, if you'll, if you'll ask the Lord, you can have on the armor, but I believe over your armor will come a cloak that will cover you, and it's a mantle, and it's something that, that protects, and it's something that gives authority and power. 
And there's not a lot of people that have it in the body of Christ right now. But I believe as, as we get more and more into revival, that it's going to become something that, that most people that are going after God, God's going to mantle them. So let me give you a few things. I believe one, there's, there's seven categories. One of them is being clothed in righteousness and the blood. The righteousness of God, it's a robe of righteousness and the blood of Jesus over you. We can be clothed in righteousness and we're clothed in the blood. Another thing is we're clothed with power from on high. That's the dunamis, that's power. That's the baptism in the Holy Ghost, that is empowerment. The next one, I kind of categorize them and put them together, but the next one is glory and favor, because they go together. Glory is that white light. It's the shining. A clothing of glory and a shield of favor around you. Another one is the armor of God, but also the cloak of humility. Listen, you have on the armor... You put on the armor, but it's so important that the cloak of humility is there too. Because people that don't walk in humility are still vulnerable to the enemy. You can pray on that full armor, but if you're in pride, you're still going to get slammed at some point. So it's important you have on the armor, but you're also cloaked in humility. That's why I put them together. Uh, and listen to this. A garment of vengeance... The Lord showed me that, and I'm sitting there going, okay, what is that? But here's what I believe the garment of vengeance is. It is an empowerment for you to be able to execute the vengeance of the Lord against the devil's kingdom. Did you catch that? The Lord uses you to carry out his vengeance against the enemy. Then there's a mantle of zeal. What the mantle of zeal is, is people that are on fire for God, they're zealous. Has to do with revival, has to, be, to do with being jealous for God's name and God's fame to be glorified. You know, that's the thing that marked revivals like William Seymour was very jealously guarding the move of God to keep man's hands off of it. That was a, he, was, he had a mantle of zeal. And Evan Roberts jealously guarded God's presence, and he would not let anybody mess with it in any way. He guarded it. It was a, it was a mantle on them of zeal. And then a garment of praise. And I didn't put this on there. I didn't really have a scriptural reference, but I believe that there can be something that comes on somebody that has to do with wisdom. So here's, here's the end of it, to make it all simple. You're going to have to have the armor of God on every day, but I believe the Lord wants to put on you some kind of a clothing, a mantle, that carries with it an authority and an empowerment for you. And also there's a protection in it for you to do what you're called to do specifically. And it's a covering in these last days. But it's something that has a hood and it goes down the body. And, and in that mantle will have... Humility, it can have vengeance from the Lord, it can have zeal, it can have favor, it can have glory and power, and all of that interwoven into it. Does that make sense? It's like something God tailor makes for you, and it's over you.
felt led to pray tonight about what I talked about in this sermon, but also to pray about the prophecy from Pastor Kilpatrick. Because I really feel in my spirit that that is very significant for this ministry. It may not be for everybody, but I feel that it is for this one. Because there, there have been some major attacks over the years of witchcraft in the church where things have been, there's been slander. And all the things he said, I don't know if you remember, but it's on my Facebook to re-listen to, but things where there were injustices, there were lies, and things were turned around, you know, deception and satanic attack. And God's about to vindicate all of it. He's going to turn everything around. And I knew he would eventually. In fact, Steve Solomon prophesied over me last year. He said, your vindication is before the throne of God. That was his exact words. And I, and I was sitting there going, wow, that's powerful, you know. And to hear this, it goes right along with that. It's something that God has to do. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray that God start tailor-making mantles for this ministry. So you guys agree with me? And then we're going to intercede some about Pastor Kilpatrick's word, and we're going to intercede some for other things. Well, Lord, I pray about the mantlings. We thank you the armor's on us, but we need some kind of a, a clothing over us in these last days that's going to bring protection and empowerment and authority to do what we're called to do. It's not just the anointing. The, the a mantling is like Joseph's coat of many colors. It's a, it's a mantle of many anointings. And so there's many impartations that can get into our mantle, but nonetheless, there's this clothing. And so, Lord, I pray for everyone involved in this ministry now and those that are coming, that there's, there's a tailor-made mantle for every person, a covering that will include righteousness, the garments of salvation. It'll, it, it'll obviously include the blood of Jesus over it, the power of God, the glory of God, the favor of God. It'll go over the armor and there'll be humility there. There'll be the garments of vengeance and the mantle of zeal and the garments of praise. And there'll even be wisdom interwoven into it. But Lord, that that will cover us and it'll be a covering for the days ahead. Lord, we thank you for it. And we, we believe we have that now and it's being released into this ministry. And we thank you, Lord, for it. And Father, I just pray, I agree with Pastor Kilpatrick in that word. That's from the Lord. And Lord, I thank you. It's been spoken out. And we believe that, that it's ours. And Lord, I thank you that it's released. And that prophetic word is being acted upon. It's happening. Things are being released. And things are happening in the spirit realm. And we thank you, Lord, for it. And we bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. I want us now to, to get into a prayer mode. And if you guys would, start gathering around the different prayer posters that you feel led to pray over.